You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Today, we are finishing up our discussion about foundations. We hope that you got a lot out of the first part. As we wrap things up today, stay tuned until the end where we lift you all up in prayer. And then you encounter rejection, you encounter manipulation or any of these things, and then you go back to Christ with it, who's never rejected you. He's closer than a brother. And then you confide in him. Even if he doesn't agree with you, he's going to love you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of to your question, how do you figure out if there's crack or how, like, how do you fix them? Right. Yeah. So are there cracks in your foundation or was it not built correctly in the first place? Little things that slip in undetected or show up after years of thinking everything is fine. A crack in your foundation could be a multitude of things, but how the Lord got my attention with that weed in my driveway is comparing that crack in your foundation to the definition of a weed. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can figure out if you have cracks in your can foundation. You I definition. sure can. So do you have a crack in your foundation? Is anything in your life growing that is not wanted and is now in competition with what is refined and well-educated? Hmm. And it may feel like it's not in competition because it's so you're so used to it being there. Yeah. What I mean by that is like you've seen a yard that looks green and like you still got to mow it. Yeah. yeah. But when you get close, it's like you've seen sod. Yeah. And that's like really tightly dense, dense, packed grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there aren't weeds. Right. But you can see a, from a distance, it looks per- like a lawn will look perfectly green and lush and beautiful. And you get up on it and you realize it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually rife with weeds. Mm-hmm. And they're blending in with the grass. Yeah. And it's been so many years that they've learned to coexist. Yeah. They're not in competition per se. Yeah. They were at one point. Right. But we, they've there's a complacency there. Like, well, that's that's where my weed goes. Not marijuana. <laughs> Maybe marijuana. Maybe that's the crack. Yeah. In your foundation. But that's where the weed is. And then my grass is over here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I flourish right here, but not that part. Yeah. I feel like I can be that. That's my downfall right there. Because as you're talking about like being like, if people listen to me on here, I maybe I come across as more warm. I think I am a warm person once I warm up. Mm -hmm. But I'm relatively standoffish yeah hard to crack the the thick candy shell <laughs> like an m M&M. we, we had a yard that was overrun <laughs> yeah with a weed that at first we thought was violets we thought it was pretty there were little purple flowers on it later on um heidi's brother came to visit and then oh, he, yeah. he looked it up it? it was it was called like the creeping charlie creeping charlie is what they called it this this thing took over that entire neighborhood and it would grow across the yard Mm -hmm. and sprout new root systems out of the stems raspberries are like that Mm -hmm. blackberries yeah where they like in they're like an invasive species yeah this was and it would choke out everything you know as you said that you ever see like ruins 
Did you hear that? That was mm-hmm. you? That was that Joe. Was nice. That was Joe. Oh. <laughs> I was not. She, did you not watch her? Well, I didn't see like She her. like gave you the side eye. <laughs> Bombastic side eye. That was Joe. What are you talking about? Mm. Um, no, but like ruins, it's like like the invasive species or like even a house where I've seen houses like on home improvement shows, whatever, where they have like ivy and mm-hmm. the ivy has gotten so thick and dense and it starts to damage the house. Yeah. And like if you watch like documentaries or anything, there's like abandoned um, amusement parks and stuff. It's like the weeds and the earth starts to take back yeah. that space and it will weeds can just destroy a whole like Carlos in Carlos's country. They have ruins like Mayan ruins and some of them you can't even tell right away that they're there because because of the weeds, mm, you know, yeah. and how they've overtaken. So you need a bullwhip and a machete. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the times too. sometimes foundational issues could be is there a sin issue? Like, is there sin in the camp? Right. Right. Yeah. Like yes. that's also an area to look at. So I thought it would be interesting to look at in Genesis four, because that's the first time that sin is actually called out mm. is in Genesis four. Now, Adam and okay. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have Hey, note. When it says that somebody knew somebody in the Correct. Bible. Correct. That's sex. Oh, <gasps> ear muffins. Yeah. There's also a lot of um, scripture that says, like, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, keep it clean, Heidi. But it, it, it's very so. A lot of like the Old Testament stuff is very graphic. Yeah. Listen, it is like it's like Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I've I am aware from a pop culture standpoint of Game of Thrones and like you guys, the Old Testament. Seriously, there's some first of all really dicey people, yeah, and God uses them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a lot. Old Testament is insane. And just read the wh- past the first few chapters, Genesis, where it covers like all of the uh, Sunday school stories. Yeah. As, as, as a society. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like 99% of Sunday scun- like, school. Wow. Sunday school lessons are just Genesis. As a society. <laughs> Literally. As a society, we've gotten soft. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, yeah. like the whole village would come out. At a at a marriage, and wait for them to consummate the marriage and constipate the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, they would if that if that um, the <gasps> was broken. That Stop. was that was like a significant celebration dare. for everybody and all the families involved. I'm bleeping it. Please don't Google. <laughs> Stop saying it. I'm going to bleep every, every, when you say it, I'm going to bleep it. And when she says it, I'm going to bleep. All right. So Genesis four. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. 
And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So that's the first time that sin's talked about in the Bible is right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. And what it's saying is that if number one, if you do not do well, it says sin lies at the door. And what is sin's desire? You. Yeah. Sin's desire is you. What was it? That quote that I read recently, it was from Charles Spurgeon and it said, how precious are you and your soul that both God and the devil are after it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. The nice part about the end of that, though, is it says you should rule over it. Yeah. So right there tells you that we have the ability, if we get our foundation firmly planted, You're girded to up. rule over sin. What does it mean to rule over something? Conquer it. Yeah. It, it has it, it no has power over you. you. Yes. What's crazy is the devil doesn't get your soul. No. But what he wants is you to end up in a position to be in punishment with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does not rule over hell. He's not the king of hell. He's going to be punished there. Mm-hmm. The fallen angels are going to be punished there. It's yeah. a place of punishment. It's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a place of torment. Yeah. And what he wants is you as the apple of God's eye. Mm-hmm. To fall out of favor with God and make a choice against God, an yes. antichrist choice, yeah. Yeah. and end up in the same torment yes. as him. Yep. People have this he goofy definition. And he wants to take everybody yes. he yes. with He wants him. to take what God loves with him. Yes. Yeah. So like a lot of the times in the Bible, it doesn't always just say sin outright. It sometimes says iniquity, transgressions, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so these are all talking about sin. And so what is sin? It's just what Joe said. It's anything that's antichrist. It's anything that separates you from God. Yes. So anything that's opposite of Christ, anything that separates you from Christ, any of that is considered sin. Sin is missing the mark. And if you think of an archer shooting at a bullseye and he misses the bullseye, it's missing the mark for the call on your life. So... What has God called you to? What What are you passionate about? What are you ignoring? Yeah. What are you turning away from and doing something else? Yeah. And knowingly doing so? Yep. What are you trying to defend and protect? Yes. That doesn't line up with him? We get questions all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Of... Well, why is this bad? Yeah. And it's like, well... Can we just say it? Number one, it's because you have to ask. Like, it's... uh, The number one question is, why is weed bad? It's a herb. It comes from the ground. Yeah. God made it. Uh Uh-huh. Guess what the first thing is that God did? He banned a plant. It's literally the first (laughs) thing he did. Do not eat of this tree. He forbid you from taking part from a plant. Yes. Don't tell me that God's not going to prohibit you from taking part in something he created. That's literally the first thing he did, wise guy. Yes. Yeah. Joe Joe and I will also say like, okay, well, if that's the case, why don't you go grab some poison ivy and just rub your whole body with it? 
Because mm. that's also a plant that is like in nature for us to do whatever we want with, I guess. I feel like anything I have to defend against God. Yes. Now yeah. has become some sort of idol. I, I completely agree. If you have to defend anything that you're doing that you feel is wrong at all. That means you wrong. have conviction. And you know it's wrong. And that's why you're trying to defend it. Because you're trying to get somebody else to, to get on your side so that you're like, okay. Give you affirmation. I have another person now that and says if you're this pressed, is okay. If you're pressed on it at all, you get mad. Yes. Yep. You immediately get mad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We always try and build a case, right? Mm-hmm. So when I when I'm convicted about something enough to have to protect it um I've never seen anybody feel so convicted about the word of God that they felt they had to protect it at all costs and 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 th- they're not out there trying to rally the troops to affirm their belief mm-hmm. so that they can come against a culture with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're supposed to take the good news, the glad tidings into every nation. And there's more people rallying together to uh, to get their their right to CBD or whatever. And it it's it's actually taking away from the call on their life to do what's really formidable. You know, like mm-hmm. the idea of being a steward of the message of the gospel. Do you gospel know what's really sad Christ. too? Is that at this point, there's people that argue, I mean, weed is just one thing. I mean, there's, listen, I can justify eating a cookie all day long and yep. I know it's bad for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's not just weed. It yeah. is not just, it's. That's just it's a high hitter. All, yes. Yeah. But it's. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> hey <laughs> oh, that was the worst <laughs> <drama> <laughs> so ever. I was that. No, wait, hold on. But what's interesting is like nowadays people will be like, well, no, I did research and they yeah. pre- present you research. If you scratch the surface at all, you know what it is? It's the weed lobby Mm. that's Mm. funding research. But when you get an unbiased researcher that's out there doing studies, it's not favorable. No. No. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, lung cancer. Anxiety exponentially worsens Mm -hmm. with long-term use of marijuana. When you are not reading studies that are funded by the cardiovascular the disease. marijuana lobby because they want to legalize it because it's still illegal federally. If you are looking at real unbiased blind studies, you're going to see it is not good. They're, mm. they're twisting the results and they're convincing people that it's healthier for them. Mm-hmm. And that, that is bananas to me. Yeah. yeah. So people have to be wise about yeah. what they're, if you, Heidi and I, I always give her a hard time because she's like, I read this online. I'm like, was it like a dot org yeah. or like a dot health? No, my mine's are always like dot net. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God. It's not like a, nobody a ever, dot edu. Nobody ever something. comes to me like, hey, this is like my favorite scripture right here. And. I really feel like this this is something that people Listen, are missing out on. It's not everybody's favorite, but like I only read it like on the weekends. Yeah. Or like if it's like we're celebrating something, I'll read this scripture. <laughs> and like honestly, I do it I read this scripture after my kids go to bed at night. Like I never read this scripture around my kids. Yes. <laughs> I only read this scripture like it, this scripture helps me unwind. And I don't like, like drive on this. Scripture. No, I don't even I don't read this scripture while I'm driving ever. 
Mm -hmm. I have a really hard, fast rule about that. Um, and like, you know, it's my more husband, of a recreational Carlos scripture does for know, me. I'm does, not like addicted. Yeah, no, I could stop reading this scripture anytime I want. But Carlos does know I do read this scripture from time to time. He has also read the scripture once or twice, but like, it's not something we read together all the time. It's like, again, it's like a special if, occasion. If you tested me for scripture. this scripture right now, there's a chance that I would probably test positive for this scripture. But yeah. I don't think it's wrong. You're going to be able to tell I read it. But can you tell by looking at my eyes right now if I read it? Are they bloodshot? I was. I read it a lot. Sorry. I read it right before you got here. Oh, Lord. If your toes are stepped on right now. Too yeah. bad. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, you caught me We've eating all been a there. brownie because I, I was... just read that scripture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. The scripture gives me the munchies. Yeah. <laughs> so at church, I was talking to a couple and they were telling me about they don't really drink coffee, but they experienced a local place. First of all, I can't believe you're going to slander coffee right now. I'm not. <laughs> wow. It was the first time I I was like engaged because <sighs> Thursday... Max was like, stop in the cabin. Oh, and I'm, someone's been drinking coffee lately. No, I hmm. had like two. Hmm. So I swung in there <laughs> and it was me? like, it was like a 35 minute wait. Oh, that's, nice. I mean, and, and I knew like discernment told me the person in front of me in the drive through ordered like a full bag of food. Where were you? Cabin coffee. They're food. Not sponsored. We're not sponsored by them. <laughs> We'd like to be. So it was, it was, it was like it is 17 bucks for two large coffees. What wow. did you order? But they were big. Yeah. Him How and Max. big? Like they're, a vat? They were big and they were like quart. How big is a vat? These two, uh, it's, it's vat, you know, like a vat of it. <laughs> so <laughs> listen, you, you know, in the work truck, it was just Max and Joe with like their frap with like I, six inches I of whipped cream. A, I did like a straight, um latte so it was just cream and espresso with an extra shot of espresso and then a touch of vanilla that's that's all i wanted so it still tasted like coffee um he got some like frilly um, frilly yeah it was like all kinds of drizzled chocolate and stuff well anyway back to (laughs) to the the coffee so i engage in this conversation and that was their first time there and they were like we're going back today they're like, it was so good, we're going back. And then I said, Well it's an expensive if you're gonna go get if you're gonna go get coffee, have you ever tried crumble cookie? Wow. And they're like, Yes, we have. And I was like, But they're Christian and they're not open on Sundays. So we were visiting and she goes, Yeah, I was in there for my birthday and they gave me a free cookie cutter and I was like, Whoa. Like they give us like four of those. And I don't understand. Like, why don't you just eat the whole cookie? And then her they husband gave like, you cookie cutters. I had to pay six bucks for mine. They gave them yeah. us at the baseball game for wow. free. Yeah. And then like, I gave him shouts out, and like we talked about our faith. I was wearing like a Christian T-shirt, and they like, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh my gosh, we're believers!" And it was it was fun. Aww. So, I was defending my right. Yeah. To eat like four whole cookies. Yeah. You know, and it's it's forty dollars worth of cookies. Yeah. Forty thousand dollars yeah. worth of crumble. Yeah. They but are they they're good. They're good. But they're decadent, which is why you can eat a fourth of one and be Right. Set. Yeah. But it's not just like 
marijuana. It's not just alcohol. It's it's uh, there's a lot of things that we oh, that we feel we yeah. we have to defend and so many things that are like, well, I do this mommy wine culture. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here. I watch the kids all day. I'm going to unwind with unwind with a glass of wine. I'm I'm going to watch my show. That's what Carlos and I yeah. that's our slipping point, our slippery slope. We got to watch this show. Mm. We got to go to this movie. Yeah. We got to play this game. Like that's we that's our oh, mine snacks. I mean I food of course, but that I don't like to mess with, you know. But yeah. but the any time like you you start to realize that those things have like that pull. Mm-hmm. Those those are something that's that's corrupting. It may not even be a crack yet. It may not even be um, in something that's causing things to settle wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's faulting it. Yeah. Well, even a crack on the windshield, though. Mm. Like when that rock first hits your windshield, you can chip. still fix it. It's just a little thing. You can still yeah. fix it. But then like changes in um, weather, temperature, add a little sunlight and hit a bump. I was Wham. looking for a specific word. Change in circumstance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. causes the crack to grow. Yeah. And then it's spider webs. So again, yeah. I feel like when those cr- no, that only happens it touches you areas. when you're angry and you when punch those it. cracks in your foundation though are not addressed when they need to be, all of a sudden it feels like overnight, like mm-hmm. a snap of a finger, and just stuff just spider webs and just and goes it touches out areas of that it never was in. Yes, when I was a yeah. kid. Man, I, I think I'm remembering this right. Mom and dad had some friends that had a crack in the foundation of their house and snakes came through it. Stop it. Uh, they had a bunch of snakes in their basement. Yeah, that's true. Wasn't it over by Hydrolene? I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember like that mom was like mortified at the thought. Yeah, I don't of, like, like it. Like bushel be... baskets of snakes just coming into the basement. You know like what? It. I rebuke that. Yeah, I'm going to read scripture. Please. <laughs> First uh, Peter 2, 7 through 12. To you then who believe, and there's that term again, who adhere to. So what is believing? Adhering, it is adhering to, trusting in, in and, and relying upon. on him. So if you believe, that means that you're adhering to Christ, you're trusting in Christ, and you're relying on Christ. That's a believer. That is what belief means. Okay. To you then who believe is the preciousness, but for those who disbelieve, mm-hmm. it is true. The very stone which builders rejected has become the main cornerstone. And a stone that will cause stumbling and a rock that will give men offense. They stumble because they disobey and disbelieve God's word Mm -hmm. as those who reject him were destined appointed to do. So when you, okay, what's the opposite of belief? Disbelief. Disbelief, okay. Things cause you to stumble when you are in disbelief and disobedience. Mm -hmm. That is what's tripping you up. Verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous Marvelous light. light. This is what... Your life needs to be not you having a rocky, not good formed foundation and just flopping around life all the time and never being truly happy, never having true joy in life. 
because you're not understanding what's going on. Do you know, I, I was, we've both watched before, um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. What's their show? Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper. And you ever watch where like they're looking at a house and they're thinking about getting it for a couple and Joanna will send Chip underneath and the only way that they can identify if there's if the foundation is good or not is to shed light. Mm. Yep. Illuminate yeah. the situation. Yeah. Sometimes God sheds light so that we can see clearly that there is an issue with our foundation. Yeah. Yes. And that's how you can assess the damage. Yes. Assess the situation. Yes. And determine what it needs. Yeah. I had so this is controversial. Hot Just going to put a disclaimer out there. Um, and and this was my personal experience. I had, um, when when TikTok first came out, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was, I loved watching Vines, right? And then yeah. that went away. Yep. And it went away before I really realized that it was probably a problem. But then all of a sudden when TikTok came, um, I was watching all this crazy stuff on there. And then um, at some point I started noticing more and more, um, probably because of like the spiritual stuff I would watch, it started trying to balance things out. Yeah. Give me more of Mm -hmm. spirituality, but like in the algorithm, it saw like witchcraft and and sorcery as spirituality too. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I started getting all this like witch talk crap. And like yeah. all of a sudden I'm like seeing and hearing things that I'm like noticing that like two days later I can still hear the phrases going through my head. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like when the first time I watched any of the Harry Potters back in the day before I got set free, mm-hmm. I could quote the spells. Mm. They just stuck with me. It takes me a while of singing my favorite worship song for me to retain that lyric. Mm-hmm. Right. So all of a sudden, God illuminated to me, this was not fruitful for my calling and my behavior. And I was spending a lot of time just watching video after video. So I had to delete it. Mm -hmm. And there was like a good three weeks where where I re-downloaded the app. Like probably two, three times. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the conviction would come because God would illuminate that this wasn't something that I personally could do. Right. Because it was, it was, it was not, um, it was not productive to what he was trying to do in my life. Yeah. So it had to go. Mm -hmm, Right. And that was something where his marvelous light in my life was able to illuminate that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I have friends that show me, like, TikToks and stuff. Yeah, I curate a For Joe page but just for the, him. But the thing is, is, like, I can... I can. But a lot of it is, like, I can creatures. There, yeah, or, and I can sit there and watch that stuff. And, and a it, lot of it goes back to the whole, it's unique with you. Yeah. Yeah, or it'll be in, like, my feed on some other social media or whatever. And it doesn't... It doesn't have... I'm not adhered to it anymore. It yeah. doesn't have the, its claws yes. in you. Yeah. It's not growing into me anymore. And so, like, but there's a difference. I can watch it 
without it having any like substantial effect. Yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't partnered with the app on my yes. device. It's anything that could, that it's like a draw to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this weak spot that you have where you, in, like, so for me, mine was um, streaming services. On, yeah. Like movies mm-hmm. and like, stuff, right? Like Netflix and, and Hulu and Paramount and all these things. I was like sucked into this realm where I could just sit and watch like whole seasons of things in like one sitting and would be completely fine if I didn't talk to anybody ever. Right. Like I got my laughs out of the, out of the laughs that they got. <laughs> <laughs> and so for, for me personally, God, like years ago now said, I need you to stop doing this. Yeah. And I was like, but it's not wrong. I know tons of Christians that watch Netflix and Paramount and movies and they're fine. Yeah. Like this isn't something that's wrong. And if, if it doesn't have a hold on you, it's not wrong. But in my situation, it, it had may a, not be right. It had either, a hold on me. You know, like in my situation, it had a hold on me. And that's what he was trying to break off of me because things are not supposed to have holds on you. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't give it up easy. And then when I finally, because in your brain, you think, I can't ever possibly do that. What's going to fill my time? Hmm. There's no possible way I can stop I mean, watching those. You guys, there's like a lot of things that it could apply to. I mean, it's not even, so soaps. Yeah. There's people that have watched Days of Our Lives for 40 years, and that's their thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? It could just be that simple thing, and God's calling you out into his light and he's yeah. saying, tickets. spend that time with me instead. Yeah. Lottery Scratchers, tickets, yeah. man. That, yeah. that was but always a huge thing You know me. what's funny, though, is when you finally just give in, like you finally just are like, okay, Lord, I'm going to let this go. Yeah. I fi- So when I finally did it, now I'm so, it didn't hurt at all. Like when I stopped watching them, it, I, it was like a change in behavior. It literally switched me so quick that I don't even miss it anymore. Yeah. I, in fact, right now, I maybe watch maybe like 20 minutes of TV a day. That's yeah. it. Like that's all if that, that I can. If and I you know, if that. With that, it's easy to justify too because we work at home. Yeah. And sometimes it's Background. lonely. And like it makes you feel like you're not alone all day to yeah. have something on. Yeah. And like even like body doubling, they call it, where like if you're watching somebody work mm. then you are working it's mm. like you're co-working yeah. but it's somebody on tv yeah it, it can be a lot of things for me it can be like comfort food yeah is one um i've seen people that are just self-indulgent self-pity yeah just yeah. stop indulging yourself with self-pity gossip yeah. That's gossip huge. gossip joe i'm gonna need you to pray for somebody you're not going to believe what they did this time. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that is like, it creeps in. It's yeah. a creeping Charlie. Yeah. You know, and it's just those little, those little things. So how do we get loosed from it, Heidi? Well, can I finish? Yes. First Peter, or second. What was it? Marvelous Light. Yeah. Second Peter. Wherever we were in Peter. I'm going to do Marvelous Light one more time. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. Okay. People need to read that until they believe it about themselves. You're supposed to display the virtues and perfections of him. How are you supposed to display that if you don't know him? Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to display that if you don't know what he did or how he reacted to things? Mm. Come on. 
who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. Beloved, I implore you as aliens and strangers and exiles in this world to abstain. What does abstain mean? Uh, don't do it. Yep. From the sensual urges, the evil desires, the passions of the flesh, your lower nature. They wage war against the soul. Hmm. Conduct yourselves properly, honorably righteously among the Gentiles so that although they may slander you as evildoers, yet they may be witnessing your good deeds come to glorify God in the day of inspection when mm -hmm. God shall look upon you as wanderers, as a pastor or shepherd looks over his flock. What it's saying there is you're going to have haters as you yes. go through your spiritual glow up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That you're going to go through. That's the thing is like, people it could be like a doomsday message if they they don't have ears to hear yes because it's not bad news yeah he's calling you up higher yes it's good thing it's good thing it's a good thing i mean that second peter into his marvelous light that verse yeah that's like cute man that's a love letter yes that's how he sees you yes and he just wants you to come into that yeah fulfill it absolutely because you have the potential he already put place that in you yes he gave you the power to rule over sin you know if if you if you look at your personal foundation and where you started on this journey um not not just the the place of where you became a member of a church or something like for me there was a specific moment where i knew i was all in mm -hmm. and some of some of us haven't even hit that yet, or maybe this is going to inspire us to hit that. Um, that moment where you have an all-in moment. Yeah. Like, that's where your foundation is. Now, does that mean that foundation's weak? Not necessarily. What, what, what I would like to see come from this conversation is people bringing that marvelous light in allowing God to shed light to all the the corners and possibilities or weak areas of that foundation yeah so that they can start to fill that with his word yeah um so that they can you know I you you picture how um somebody takes like a mud knife when they're patching holes in concrete or something like that and they, they have to sit and mix the mortar and they have to mix in the aggregate and the things that give it strength. And you start you start to make decisions like, okay, <clears throat> every day, uh, 10 a.m., I'm just going to I'm going to take that break and I'm going to read 10 scriptures, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to I'm going to get into the Gospels and I'm going to I'm going to read 10 scriptures and I'm going to take the next 10 minutes of that 15 minute break. And I'm going to meditate on those. Yeah. You know and what I'm you're going to ask find? God. You're going to have a hard time stopping at 10. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you when you stop at 10 and you meditate on it and like, God, what are you trying to show me here? And then you go at maybe you reread the same scriptures if you don't feel you're hearing anything. All of a sudden, God is going to see that he's got your attention. Mm -hmm. My sheep will know my voice. Come on. He's going to start to speak. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
people ask me all the time, like, oh, you guys seem to have these giftings and you guys do these things and da-da-da. That's because we're intentional throughout the day of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like Christina said a, a couple episodes ago, like, Joe, if you ever um, if you ever backslide or fall, you'll probably have to leave Move the state. away. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of people that... I was I was in a school teacher's house today that I've never met before. It ran me two hours over time. We ended up sharing. Um, I shared my testimony with this guy. Um, he ended up having all kinds of questions. Uh, he's in a he's he's in the public school system and he's an active Christian. Mm-hmm. And he's strong in his faith. But and it's a tough place to be. It, it is, but he he holds his own. Mm-hmm. And I could tell by his personality that he was he was a very stable, strong individual. But the crazy thing is, is he asked me about some of the places that I go into and some of the spiritual warfare I've been through. And he said, how do you prepare for that? And I said, you know, I, I think it comes down to consistency mm-hmm. and knowing what it means to put on the full armor of God. Yeah. To have my head, my soul, my intellect covered in my salvation, my helmet of salvation. To know that I don't have righteousness but through him, so to put on the breastplate of his righteousness. Mm -hmm. To tighten that or gird up that belt of truth and tighten that belt of truth so that anything I reproduce, anything I say, do, think, act on is in truth. And then my feet are shod in the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. which means I read the word of God in preparation so that my feet are covered in peace so that where I step, I'm stepping in peace. Where I go, peace precedes me. Yeah, prophesy. The The Lord has already prepared the way. He's prepared my steps. Mm-hmm. He knew I was going to go to this guy's house this morning. Yeah. And then just in case, he's given me a shield of faith to quench the, the fiery darts or missiles mm-hmm. of the enemy. And then he's also given me the sword of the spirit so that I'm, I have his word in context. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times where we're not going to know what to say and God's going to, he's going to give us, he's going to give us supernaturally the words to say. Right. But what is he, what is the well that that springs forth from? Mm-hmm. Whatever we've already drank. Come on. So we should be drinking to the drunk on the word of God, the new yeah. wine. We should be drinking to the overflow. Mm-hmm. Like that point where, where you don't know if you're going to be able to get the car door shut because you're drunk on the new wine. Like you try to burp and it might come back out. Yes. Yeah. You want to be full, filled to the full Yeah. to the point where the intoxicating... Uh, aroma of what you've been in affects those around you. Mm-hmm. You open their your mouth and they know you've been there. Yeah. Where have you been today? I've been in my word. I've been in, I've been in, in proximity mm-hmm. to the creator of the earth. Father God, we just pray a blessing over your people, Lord. We thank you for laying this issue of foundation on our hearts. And if it's laid on our hearts, Lord, I know that you're laying it on others' hearts. And we just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that if any of the listeners out there, Lord, have anything in their foundation that's either 
not sturdy, Father God, or has cracks in it or needs to be rebuilt or set up or even built completely over. We just pray, Lord, that you just put the Holy Spirit upon them right now in Jesus' name from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God, and you just begin to give them ideas, visions, dreams of of how they can begin to rebuild that foundation and to get rid of those cracks, Jesus. Highlight to them whatever cracks they might have, Lord. Even as, even as I'm speaking right now, there's just people that have things that are just popping into their heads. Write those down because those are the cracks that Holy Spirit's showing you that it's time to get rid of and get out of your life. And we thank you, Lord, that you're just going to fill those cracks, Father God, with your word. You're going to make their foundations whole again. And we are going to bring a good stereotype back to Christians, Father God, because we are going to become Christ-like again. And we are no longer going to be Christians that are acting opposite of Christ. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.